You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 152. In this episode, I talk about how to build and grow your network. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I talk about the importance of networking and how to start to build connections with people inside and outside your industry to grow your business. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 152. There you also find the show notes of this episode. I don't think of myself as a natural networker, although my husband disagrees. He thinks I'm a natural at networking, but honestly, I don't feel the same way, or let's say I haven't always felt this way. I think I have trained myself to be a networker. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm natural at it, but I have made a plan to network with people and I've executed that plan. And I know for a fact that if I didn't have a plan and didn't execute, I wouldn't have the network that I have today. And I have seen too many people in similar shoes to mine that don't have a plan and don't execute on building their networks. And when one day they need help from someone or they don't feel they're getting enough clients, there is no one there to help them because they haven't built a network. So if you want to be in business, you need a network, whether you like it or not. And actually, when you have trained yourself, like I have, it starts to become fun. It's just a little bit hard in the beginning. And that's why I am recording this episode for you. I would even argue that those who don't have a business yet or don't even plan to go into business, they need a network too. You never know what the future holds and maybe one day you need a new job or you're looking for a business partner or you just want some like-minded people to hang out with. You also need a network. The whole point of building a network now and not tomorrow is that you cannot benefit from a connection until long after you've built it. And you cannot go into networking with the idea of like, yes, I'm going to connect with this person because after three months, I'm going to ask them for a favor or I'm going to network with this person because I hope they become my client or I'm going to network with this person because they are really influential and I will look good if I network with them. No, if you go into networking like that, you will not build true connections and your network will be very superficial and not have a deeper meaning or a deeper impact on your business. 
It's a little bit like online marketing, essentially. You need to give, give, give before you ask. And those who go straight into the ask, both in sales and networking, we actually frown upon these people. We feel icky. It's like someone selling you something before you even know who they are. It's someone that goes on a date with you and they want to go straight to bed and you haven't even had a cocktail together or dinner or gone to the movies. And the same with networking. Now, of course, you can reach out to someone and ask them to be on your podcast or ask them for a selfie and things like that. But networking goes deeper than that. Networking is about being able to reach out to people later on and yes, connect with them and maybe ask them for a favor. But when you build a network, you have to go into it without being selfish. Put your ego away and truly connect. Figure out how you can help the other person. Don't think about yourself. I think about how you can help them. I listened recently to Lewis House. He was a special guest speaker at James Wetmore Mastermind Retreat that I attended a few weeks ago. And he is known for having one of the best networks in the industry of not just online marketing, online business. It goes beyond that. He's been on the Ellen Generis shows recently and becomes quite a celebrity, you could say. I've been following him for five years. And we asked him, how come is that you have such an amazing network of people? And he said, I always look how I can help. I always look, what can I do for that other person? And I never ask. And that really sat with me. I like, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks, actually. It's like, yeah, I think most people go into networking with the intention of asking in the future. And that's probably why they then don't build an amazing network like Lewis House has built. So if there's only one takeaway you have from this episode is thinking about this. How can you help the other person? Now, that's sometimes difficult if you don't know people. So that's why you might actually want to just talk to them, ask them, or you can, you know, go behind the scenes and research a bit. Another story that I found helpful for myself and a big takeaway is a lot of people reach out to Gary Vaynerchuk and want something from him. And as you just know, that doesn't really work. He probably gets thousands of emails per day someone wanting something from him. And that's not how to build a network. Now, another person decided to go a different route. They really wanted to be in close proximity of Gary. And this guy decided to offer to film him for a day or a two. And actually, if you read uh, any of Gary V's book, you will find a reference to this amazing proposition. Now, if Gary wasn't interested in video and some people wouldn't even want someone to follow them around for a day, that wouldn't have worked. But obviously in Gary's case, that was something that he has talked about is important to document your process and documenting a day in his life or even a few days and getting an amazing video was something he was interested in. So this guy did it for him and guess what? He got the job and he has been working with Gary Vee for several years by now. 
and does his daily Wii show. Uh, he's often called, or he calls himself a uh, rock. <laughs> and uh, yes, that's how you also get a job or get a new client is when you first offer to help them. This goes back to online marketing and online business, having a freebie, give, give, give before you ask. So I realized already back in 2000, now that's many, many years ago, I had just finished my studies in architecture and I moved back to Iceland and I started to work in a company as a project manager. And I realized by studying abroad in Germany, being away for nine years and coming back to Iceland, that most of my friends had built a network at university. But I had built a network in Germany. I had a small group of friends that I'm still friends with today. And I don't even think I had a big network in Germany, just these few friends. And I came back to Iceland and I felt, if I wanna grow as an employee, and if I wanna have a job opportunities in the future in this country where I was from, I needed to actively build my network. And it hit me, it hit me like uh, out of the blue, I had not realized this, you know, having fun studying in Germany, that I needed a network, that that's something you have to actively think about, you have to plan and execute. So I started to attend seminars and workshops. And some of them were a part of my job. Some of them were just things that I thought, oh, that's good to go to. I became a part of a professional women's network. I would go whenever I could to breakfast meetings. Yeah, and some of them were free, some things were paid for. And I went in with the intention of meeting at least one new person. The thing about networking, it's not necessarily about knowing a lot of people. It looks like it, and eventually, if you're good at networking, and you will become good, I promise you, if you just start, that you will grow a big network, just like Lewis House. Or I think in my case, I've grown a big network over the years. But in the beginning, I didn't have one. And yes, this is 18 years ago, and I built a network of business friends in Iceland. And this was all related. These were all people who were employed. These were not entrepreneurs. And uh, when I became a CEO a few years later in 2004, I started to also actively network with other CEOs. In most cases, women, because it's a smaller group of, of women that are CEOs, so it's kind of easier. And when you are a minority at a networking event, it's often easier to just go to a group of five women instead of connecting with uh, 500 men that are at the event. And we have something in common as a minority. So if you are in a minority, whether it's because of gender or something else, that's sometimes helpful. But you also need to get out of your minority bubble and connect with other people. But it was really helpful in the beginning to network with female CEOs. And still today, I benefit from this relationship. Maybe, you know, they're still not entrepreneurs, but these are relationships that have turned into true friendships where we travel together, where we have dinners when, we, when I come to Iceland or they visit me in Switzerland. So networking is not just in terms of, oh, I wanna grow my business, I wanna network, I need a network. No, you go into it to building a relationship. When somebody tells me, oh, it's so icky to sell, I would learn not, like to sell without being salesy. And I go back to, well, 
you've got to build a relationship and networking is the same. And I started to also see networking as a part of my job. I see this problem, especially with women, is that we don't see networking as a part of our job. We see it as something to do after work. Uh, so if there's a networking event during working hours, we might not go to it. Now, I've completely changed my mind, but initially I thought this way too. I would not go to events. And once I remember this, and this sits with me because I made a mistake, I was invited to a golf tournament. I was a CEO of a company. I had 70 employees and I felt I didn't have the time. I had 300 emails waiting in my inbox. I had lots of important meetings to go to, I felt. And I sent one of my employees to go to this golf tournament instead of me. What I realized the day after that I had made a huge mistake. Of course, I had been invited as a CEO by the CEO of this car company where I had bought 13 cars from that company or leased and I was being minded. It was me as the person, not my company that I was running. And there were other CEOs there. And when you play golf, you are there for four or five hours on the golf course, then you go for dinner in the evening. It is six or seven hours being surrounded by like-minded people who are all potentials, future friends, clients, connections that you can build up on the future. And I had made a mistake by not going because I thought I was so busy. There was another thing that I also recall doing in 2007. I was a part of, uh, you know, there were people, uh, shareholders that own a share in the company I was running and they owned a lot of companies. And for some reason they had forgotten to invite me. I was not as known as a CEO yet to these people. So somehow I was forgotten on the list and there was a networking event in London. So I would have to fly from Iceland to London. And just a few days before they finally remembered to invite me. And I said, well, I cannot go because I have to do this thing with my friends. I had made some other plans to go a few days away with uh, my friends and I went with my friends instead. Now you can say, yeah, sometimes you make priorities and when you commit to something first, you do that. And 99.9% .9 I do agree. But in this case, I missed out on a huge networking opportunity with not just other CEOs, but also owners of the companies, the people that basically gave me my job. And I had not prioritized that. And yeah, it's those instances where you feel you've made a mistake that you realize networking is and should be a priority in building your business and basically your life. Because in many cases, people turn out to be your friends. So when it comes to social media marketing world, I'm recording this podcast episode from social media marketing world. I went into this conference four years ago, absolutely alone not knowing a single person. And when you go to a conference, you don't know anyone, you go alone. Actually, it's quite good to go alone because it's much easier to network than if you go with a group of people. So think about that if you're going to networking events. Danger is if you go someone that you always stand next to that person, you kind of lean into that person and maybe they have a network and you don't grow your own network. So be careful about that. 
I am now very grateful that I was alone at Social Media Marketing World four years ago. Now, I'm an extrovert, so I'm not worried about being alone, but still, it felt a bit lonely. I didn't always have dinner plans, and I had to kind of figure out who can I go with and post on Twitter and social media, like who can I go out with dinner with? And luckily, they're really, really good at Social Media Marketing World to have Excel sheets, to to actually make sure that people learn how to connect with other people and that you can find someone to go out with for dinner so you're not having dinner alone. But even if you had dinner alone, that's not so tragic. So I went into social media marketing world with the intention of getting to know some people. Now, first on the list were the speakers, people that I followed, I've admired, and I know they're busy. They're not looking for new friends or new connections. But what you at least should do is walk up to them and let them know what you appreciate about them. So for instance, Guy Kawasaki was speaking and I had just bought 80 books, 80 copies of his book that he had published a few months earlier and had given to all clients that had spent more than $100 with me in my first year of business in 2014. Now, I don't do this anymore because I have way too many clients to send them all books. Now, I send my mastermind clients books, but in my first year of business, I sent everybody a book who had spent more than $100 with me. Quite a crazy thing, but I did it. And I had picked his book, not knowing he would speak at this conference, but I felt in luck. Three months later, after I bought all these books, he was speaking. It was one of the most popular sessions. And I walked to him. I was probably person number two or three in line to speak to him. You always need to do this. You need to walk up to the speaker right after they've spoken. They prefer not to you walk up to them before they speak because they might be actually a little bit nervous. Yeah. They are just like you and me. They are nervous before they go on stage, even if they're experienced speakers. So going up to them right after they finish speaking, you know, they have the weight off their shoulders, the talk is finished, and they're ready to connect with their fans. And I aim to be the first. Often I am. Sometimes I'm number two or three. And I'll have something to say, not just like, can I have a picture? Sometimes, yes, I have nothing special to say and just ask for a selfie. But in most cases, I have something to say. And in this case, I said, well, I wanted to tell you that I bought 80 copies of your book. And his eyes lit up. He was so happy. And he said, well, then we need a picture of two of us together. And I said, yes, we do. And I gave someone my phone and got a great pictures with Guy Kawasaki. Now, maybe you don't know who Guy Kawasaki is, but he is a great networker. He used to work for Apple. Now he is affiliated with Canva, Mercedes-Benz, and is kind of a brand ambassador. Influencer, definitely. And there were other speakers at the event. I was at that time working with Lisa Larter. She was uh, one of my clients. And when I told her I was going to Social Media Marketing World, she wasn't going. She told me that I should reach out to this and that person and walk up to them and tell, uh, say hi from Lisa. So I walked up to people like Mary Smith, the queen of Facebook, and said, hi, I just want to say hi from Lisa. Lisa Larter is a friend of mine, a client, and uh, she knew that uh, we could meet her at the conference. So she wanted to give her best greetings. And that's a totally different angle when you want to connect with someone. Now, Mary Smith, Guy Kawasaki, many of these people, they're not looking for new friends, but you want to be nice. You want to reach out, have something to say before you ask for the obligatory selfie picture. Now, networking is not all about selfies, but it is a way to also reach out. 
So I was there my first year at Social Media Marketing World. Got to know a few people, but still, to be pretty honest, it felt a bit lonely. The year after, things felt very different. All the people I had reached out to, talked to, especially in the evenings when the parties are, make sure you attend those if you go to an event like this. The actual networking happens more at the parties before the conference. So the conference starts Wednesday noon. The official part is really Wednesday evening. But the day before, there are a lot of networking parties and those you need to absolutely attend. Well, I don't want to just talk about social media marketing world. We're talking here generally about networking. But when you go to the same event year after year, people start to recognize you. And you go up to them and say, hey, I haven't seen you in a year. How are things? And you have something to talk about. And it's not just about the speaker. It's about reaching out and building true connections. So my third year in social media marketing world, I felt that I knew most of the speakers. Now, by this time, we had much more interesting discussions. And since I was much more active on social media and doing my 100 webinars and things like that, I had not started my podcast yet, but very interested. And I remember Natalie Ekdal walking up to me at Social Media Marketing World last year and saying, hi, you are Sigrun, I follow you, I do masterminds too. And I was like, wow, out of 4,000 people, there are some people that know me here. I had this experience actually every year that a few people have known me. And it's because it's an international conference, people travel in from all over the world, also from Europe, and I've also been very active in the communities here in uh, the USA. But the thing is, when you go to a conference, a big conference, even if it feels a little bit outdated, you have a business card. And then immediately you go on LinkedIn and Twitter and follow the people that you have just met. Twitter is easy because you can just follow people and, and it's you don't have to connect with them and they don't have to accept you. On LinkedIn, you can also follow, but it's better to connect and they have to accept you and that would be really nice. Facebook friends. Not such a fan of that anymore. I have like probably thousand unanswered Facebook friend requests and it's less and less what people want. So Twitter and LinkedIn is much better. Make sure you have an updated LinkedIn profile. If you're doing business in a different language, you might even want to have a section in English when you go to an international event. And the thing is, now it's my fourth year at Social Media Marketing World and things are very, very different. I'm going here with my clients, actually second year in a row, and I can also go up to most of the speakers and uh, introduce my clients to them. So they have a shortcut, which is great. But I want to tell you that last year at Social Media Marketing World, I was sitting in a session with Mark Schaefer. And Mark Schaefer wrote the book Known, which I highly recommend for anyone who wants to get known. And... Uh, I was sitting in the front row. We took the obligatory selfies. He had no idea who I was, but I read the book. I loved the session about the great stories of people doing something crazy, like 200 videos in 200 days. And I got this crazy idea of doing 100 podcast episodes in 100 days. Now, it took me a couple of months to finally get started, but by spring or summer last year, I reached out on Facebook. Yeah, not Twitter and LinkedIn. Actually, there are exceptions to the rule. I reached out on Facebook to Mark Schaefer and told him, 
you inspired me so much with this whole notion of doing something crazy when you want to get attention and build your business that I'm going to launch my podcast with 100 episodes in 100 days. And I would love to have you as one of my first guests. And he said yes. It's in episode 5, sigrun.com forward slash 5, that I interviewed Mark Schaefer about the book Known and the whole concept behind getting known. I walked to him last night when I saw him at the event. And he did not immediately remember me. Uh, and I said, hey, Mark, I did it. I did 100 episodes in 100 days. And his eyes lit up and he remembered, oh, yes, oh, yes, I was on your show. And I said, yes, you were. You were one of my first guests. Then he said, did it work? And I said, yes, your concept works. I did 100 episodes in 100 days. And as a result, after that, I made $1 million in five months. And the people standing around us all jumped for joy and were so happy. And he was so happy. I said, well, that's another case study. If you write another book or a follow-up book to known that this actually works. Now, people were following up with me. Oh, how did you do it? Of course, you have to have many other things to place. I also did a live event. I've also done a few launches. I had the right products. But this concept of doing something crazy worked. But I could, the whole point of me sharing this with you now is that in networking, you want to go back to the person that inspired you and tell them that they have inspired you. And this is the first interaction I had with him. And that's how I got it on my Mark Schaefer on my podcast. And then you go back to them and tell it worked. And that is the power of networking. Now, Mark Schaefer is not going to be my best friend and he has enough friends and I have enough friends, but he will never forget the person that said your concept works. So networking, it is not a one point you have to go back and get on, get on. So it's all about the follow-up. And that's why if you have anything you can do, if you can, for instance, do a roundup blog post. So let's say you've attended a conference like Social Media Marketing World, and you've been inspired by the speakers. And you can create a blog post where you talk about your takeaways from each speaker. I do this typically when I go here, I actually do a Facebook live and then I follow up with a blog post or now I do it as a podcast and I share my takeaways and I mention the speakers with the takeaways. Now on social media, you can tag these people and then also you can reach out individually and see how you can potentially help them. So now I'm also looking forward to meet uh, Kate Erickson. She was on episode number three of my podcast and I would say she was the inspiration I needed to finally decide to do a podcast. How I launched it was the inspiration from Mark Schaefer, but deciding to do it was from Kate Erickson. She made it feel so easy. She read her blog posts. She just has a simple setup. I'm sitting now here with my laptop and a microphone in a hotel room in San Diego. That's how you can record a podcast. And she made it sound so easy. So I reached out to her too, just like Mark Schaefer, when I finally was deciding to launch and I said, Kate, you inspired me to finally do the podcast. You made it sound so easy. Would you be willing to be first of my 100 guests on my 100 episodes in 100 days? And she said, yes. So she was my interview guest on episode three, sigrun.com for slash three. You will find the interview with Kate on how to start a podcast. 
And I'm looking forward to walking up to her and tell her, hey, I did it. I'm now on episode 152. And it's been an amazing ride. And because he made it sound so easy, I got started. And in the beginning, I would reread many of my blog posts. I would repeat some of my webinars. And at some point, I can just speak freely. Like this episode has few bullet points. I've not done this before on a webinar or a blog post. But at some point, it becomes truly easy to just speak or do a blog post or do a Facebook Live because I have the practice now. So the power of networking is to follow up and build relationship. So these people that I've asked to be on my podcast, if you look at my podcast guest list, and there are many more to come. Actually, last night at the networking event at Social Media Marketing World, there were people say, oh, I want to be on your podcast. I want to be on your podcast. And these are speakers here at the event. The true power of networking comes many years later. It's about having the patience, perseverance, and a plan to actually start networking today and not tomorrow. And I would say, ultimately, it's about relationships and friendships and what you can gain from it. If you gain something from it, great, and you will. But go into it with the purpose of being a good person, being a good citizen, being helpful. So your homework now is to find an event to go to. Make a plan. Maybe once a month you go to an event. And maybe once a year to go to an international event like Social Media Marketing World or something else that is of interest. Make it as a part of your business building to actually go out of your city or go out of your country to connect with people somewhere else. Go in with a plan of meeting at least five people and building true connections. So instead of just walking up to speakers, which a lot of people do here, and then getting all the selfies, which I do too, is actually talking to someone for a longer period of time, connecting with them on social media, following up and building true relationships, true connections. Become a networker and your business will grow. I promise you. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 152. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.